I'm Em. And I'm Lex. And we're thrilled to welcome you to the Ready, Set, Coach podcast. Now, we're not just your hosts. We're also mamas, entrepreneurs, coaches, friends, and co-founders of the Ready, Set, Coach community. What began as a pandemic side hustle has blossomed into a vibrant online community crafted by coaches for coaches. So when we're not immersed in our coaching community on Circle, we're busy managing our other businesses, navigating the ups and downs of life, and of course, recording this podcast. This is where we dive deep into epic conversations about life, business, coaching, and everything in between. So are you ready, Lex? I'm set, M. Let's coach. Hey, Lex, you were singing really nice. You and I, I just- was. She said... Did you say boo? And then I immediately said, gotta get that boo thing. Right? Were you a singer? You know what? I actually was. I know you were Oliver in Oliver Twist, <laughs> which I I'm I still would like your autograph. I can sing better than I let on. And friends who have known me for a long time know this is my secret thing. And p- people who have met me in adulthood will probably never actually hear me sing because mm. for some reason I became self-conscious along the way. But topic for another day, real quick before we dive in, Emily and I just got back from some pretty epic trips. We did. We sure did. We they sure were, did. <laughs> I don't know if you're like this, Lex. Like I love a good trip, but I also love when it's over. I was ready to come home for sure. And now I'm ready for a vacation from my vacation. Yes. Yes. But I would be alone in like a cold Airbnb by myself. Yes. That sounds <laughs> heavenly with wine and a book. Yeah. And um, a- you first. Tell them where you went. Okay. So I went to Lisbon for a week and then we went to Positano and Rome. And it all. Just Italy. Which is Italy, which I, yeah, I was surprised that a lot of people didn't know it. They're like, where's Positano? And I was like, oh, sorry, Amalfi Coast in Italy. And you, you fly into Naples and then you drive about an hour and a half and it's really beautiful. Napoli, come on, Napoli. Napoli and beautiful views. So many stairs that you're like, oh, this is kind of fun. There's so many stairs. And at the end, it's, it's like you are hoping that this nightmare will end of stairs because there's so many flipping stairs um yeah so we went there and it was lovely and I think the highlight was eating pastel de natas which are these like incredible egg custard things in um in Lisbon and riding the tram with my two-year-old who pointed out every single train we saw that went by and does he call him choo-choo Ashton kept saying choo-choo Choo-choo. No, no, he'll just go train. And then I don't know if it's like this in where you went, which we'll share in a second, but we, you get on a bus to get to the planes, like the, nothing land. Yeah. Like nothing connects to the airport. And so we'd be on a bus and you'd see the bus and he'd be like bus. And then we'd get on the bus and we'd go by a, a plane and go plane. And then you'd see another bus and go bus. And like, people were like, that's so cute. And then like the 40 minute drive to get to the plane, they're like, all right, kid, we, we get, get it. it. You know, the word bus. <laughs> You can chill out. It's six in the morning. Um, but yeah, so that was our two-week adventure. It was quite fun. What about and you? And you went with friends. And I went with friends. So shout out to Jamie Ratterman, who is the 
initiator, the catalyst for this trip. She got married in a beautiful, intimate ceremony overlooking Positano. Um, and her, her and her now husband had vacation to their years before. So it was really special. And I got to stay with two girlfriends in an Airbnb along with my family. So they got a taste of either birth control or um, a taste <laughs> of maybe, maybe one day a desire, who knows? Um, but it was lovely. It was really, it was really special to be able to see and connect with so many great humans. And what about you? Yeah. Portugal's top of my bucket list. And I lived in Italy. So like everything about your trip, just magic. I had a very different trip. Um, (laughs) We can go to Portugal again together. How about that? We'll go to wine country together. It was, that is like literally the top um, next place I want to go. Let's go next year. Screw family. Let's go together. (laughs) Just leave them at home. Um, Yeah. yeah, I too decided to travel with my one and a half year old. I went to Korea and Japan. Um, which is far away. <laughs> um, How long was the flight? Also, the, the, okay, well, the first flight uh, was two connections. The longest leg was from San Francisco to Seoul, Korea, and that was 12 and a half hours. Honestly, she was a rock star. Was it easy? No, but there was another kid on the plane for me to compare her to, and compared to that kid, I was taught it could have been much worse. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it definitely like wasn't my my favorite day I've ever had in my life. But what I was going to say, why I was there, I thought was really ironic. So Emily and I, ironically, both had two weeks of vacation planned abroad for friends' weddings. Like we didn't plan that on purpose, but it worked out really, really well. My One of my college roommates is from Japan and she was getting married in Japan. So that was kind of our catalyst for the trip. Um, and yeah, I... I don't know, maybe we'll do a whole episode kind of talking about how we prepped for it with our work and all the things. But for those of you who are in America or the States listening and who have never been to um, an Asian country, let me asterisk that because my husband has and every country is different. Who has not been to Japan or Korea, feel free to slide into my inboxes. It is very different. Very, 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 very different than anywhere I've ever traveled. (laughs) And I, what was I going to say about this? I was going to say, I think it's so cool that you went for a wedding and, and brought your daughter and everything. How big was the wedding? 80 people. 80 people. So, and most people traveled for it. Yeah. Ashlyn was the only bebe. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, and yeah, we definitely will have to do a, a whole episode on this because this has been a question that's popped up is like, how did you guys both take two weeks off where you're running multiple businesses and- I don't know about you, Lex, but like I had multiple thousands of emails when I came home and I think 25 of them were actually something I had to respond to. I actually think we had very different experiences, Why? which is why I'm solidifying this needs to be a different episode because I could only take off from my coaching businesses. Anyway, mm-hmm. so different, different lessons learned to be uh, discussed at a later date. Today, speaking of journeys... Mm-hmm. Mm, here we here here back. we went. Speaking of journeys, um, we have been on a, a new journey as of late. So you guys may or may not have heard we already launched our free community. That's rocking and rolling. We're over a hundred members. It's we're just so freaking stoked on that. But now something that's been in the works for a long time that we haven't divulged until this podcast is we are taking our group program and converting it into a passive online course. Say what? 
what, what for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think it's, I'm really excited to dive into this Lex because this has been a vision of ours for a very long time. And there was, we were waiting for the right moment and the right time to do so. So I'm going to ask you some questions. Why didn't we just start ready, set coach as a passive course, right from the (gasps) get go? Yes. Let me pat ourselves on the back for a second, because guys, we have done this in a very thoughtful and strategic order. We did not start with a passive online course because in order for a passive online course, generally speaking, to be successful, you need to sell volume and to sell volume, you need to have some sort of large warmed up community or audience. And while Emily has a network and I and the PR bar have a network, when we first launched this thing, nobody knew what Ready Set Coach was. You know, we created a new Instagram where her and I were the only followers. We they really have, were. Yeah, like literally. <laughs> and maybe my mom because she's like in your mom probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um and CJ because I took his phone and followed it from his account on my behalf. <laughs> um, anyways, the point being is we weren't ready. It's so one of the mistakes Emily and I see time and time again is the thought of a passive online course is very, very attractive. And a lot of people want to jump into coaching starting there. But the reality is what, Emily? So many people, they're like, oh my gosh, I want to be a coach and I'm going to launch an online course. And yet they don't have the audience for it. They are, they've got seven people following them on Instagram or a small LinkedIn engagement and maybe a few people on a newsletter. And then what happens, they spend so much time creating this course to, to sell onto a very quiet audience. And while that might not be the case for every single person out there, that's the case for like the majority of the people that we have seen and experienced. Yeah. And warned to not do that. We fly a flag often because I'd say probably 99% of every new coach brings that idea to the table and we're like, wait, wait, don't do it. Um, Don't build it. They won't come. Just kidding. They will come. But but generally speaking, we do, and we've talked about this in past episodes, suggest waiting for the passive online course until you have that warmed audience. So to kind of recap, Emily and I have had five? Six, five, five cohorts? Yeah, we've five, had five cohorts go through the Ready Set Coach program. So we've had five groups of 10 ish um, go through the content and prove mm-hmm. the proof of concept. We know the content is good. We know it works. Each cohort we've iterated. Um, and actually, just now we've iterated again. Exactly. So we keep fine tuning and we also try to fine tune as the world changes. Yeah. You know, we one of the things we had to do was change Twitter to X over the last few cohorts. You know, a rebranding can happen or algorithms can evolve or new tools can can be introduced like uh, status updates or or reels even. It's still relatively new. I don't know. They had reels back then. Back in the olden days. Did back they? in the days. Back in the days. I don't even remember. I don't remember like when things came out. I just remember when everything's new and you're like, wow. And then you forget that it was new. I just for the fellow millennials out there, miss MySpace. It was simple. We had one platform. We we're all in MySpace. We had a top eight, which got a little dramatic, but we could then pick our song that showcased our mood. Like that was it. That was the place. We were all there. We didn't have 500 platforms. You weren't? No. Because you're an older millennial. Maybe. Oh my God, I, I thought it was an older person thing, actually. Oh, no, I, I kept getting 
like in trouble with my parents because I would like sneak onto MySpace because everyone was on MySpace and they're like, you're too young. This is in like middle school. Um, no, MySpace, maybe it's an Oregon thing then. Jeez, weigh maybe. in. Maybe. I, no, I, don't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll pull my, my high school friends, but I had AIM, AOL and yeah, 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 yeah. I had and AIM. I think that, I don't know about you, Lex, but when I hear the sound of a door closing, I just feel my heart <gasps> shattering and my crush leaving the chat room and just being like, no, I wanted to creep on his profile or right? what. Yeah, just so, so, so dramatic. Well, anyways, we digress. The point being is every uh, live cohort, we've had the opportunity to kind of reevaluate the content and the curriculum. And we're at a point where we know it works. We know it's good. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to get this out to the masses at a much more accessible price point. And I think that's the other, you mentioned price point, but I think another element too is timing. One of the biggest challenges about having a, a time sensitive launch is that the time might not be right for the person, but the desire might be there. And so if we're launching things twice a year and you only have the opportunity to engage twice a year, now this is an evergreen offering that is going to be available to people when when the moment is right for them. Yes. So we're, while we had a mission and model initially where we got to create really deep impact with a core set of people. We're now opening our doors to the opportunity to have more widespread impact, which we're really, really excited about. Yeah. And continue supporting via the community people's in-between coaching needs and desires and connection. Hey everyone, Lex here. And M. And if you haven't heard, we did something pretty darn cool. We sure did. We launched a completely free community built specifically for coaches. Say it again for the people in the back. We launched a free community for coaches. Tell them quickly who it's for and what we're doing inside Lex. Sure thing. So it's for anyone from the coaching curious to side hustlers to coaches ready to scale. And through the virtual platform that we've built, we've created a safe and fun space to learn, launch, grow, connect, ideate, collaborate, vent, and evolve together. Nailed it, Lex. Now, while it's free, you must apply in order to gain a free membership. You know, so we can make sure everyone inside is awesome, like us. (laughs) Apply today at readysetcoachcommunity.com. It's been for both of us something that has felt really aligned for the way that our businesses and trajectory of our lives are going. And also it's let us be a bit more untethered to our our the commitments that we make in terms of time. So yeah, I think one of the biggest in our lifestyle. It really is. I mean, one of the things to consider is like when we launched our second cohort, um, Lex, I don't know if you remember this, but I was on maternity leave and you were about to have a baby. And so we were hard pressed to make sure that we were selling, you know, the exact number of spots we wanted to sell in our second cohort. And it it crept into our personal lives in a way that neither of us desire. Yeah, a hundred percent. And we'll kind of talk about the selling component in a different, in a minute. It's a very different game now. Let's talk quickly about some of the logistics, right? So quick context is to date all of the content was recorded via zoom or canva i think we had a mix Um, all of our templates and what have you were created in pdfs or excel sheets or word docs Mm -hmm. Um, all of that we re-recorded everything that has maintained 
the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but previously, we stored it in Google Drive. We went back and forth a lot with this. Sure <laughs> um, did. We sure sure did because why not just put it already in a course platform like Thinkific, Thinkific, etc. Actually, we have a whole episode on that, so I don't think mm -hmm. we need to go too too deep into that. But this round, we are officially bringing it over into the Circle platform, which is where we are hosting our community. So that that's basically what I'm getting at is we've decided to choose a course platform that natively integrates with our our audience. And I think that was something time, only time basically allowed us to do this because if we had had this conversation three years ago when we initially had our, where do we place the, the course conversation, Circle didn't really exist and or have the, the same sort of um, tools and perks that it now has. So I think we we're at the right time at the right place and we're in the right tool at the right place that has the has the capabilities for us to be able to integrate and to be able to utilize a tool like pre-uploading everything and keeping it in a locked place, but also accessible and easy to find. Yeah. I also will say one of the things, Emily and I, if you're a client of ours, you've heard this, maybe we've said this on the show, we're very big advocates of not building it and thinking they will come. The cool mm -hmm. thing about the order in which we've decided to do this is we did already build it, but we had lots of proof of concept that they would come. So yeah. we now have the core content of a course before we're actually selling it. I just want to highlight that, that we have had other proof of concept that made this justifiable. Yes. And I mean, I've made the mistake too of, of building and executing a course and then you put it out there and you you hear crickets, but I think it's so easy to get excited and to use building the course as a big to-do versus selling and telling people about the course or vetting the course or getting feedback on the course um, and running through the course in live time. So do that later. And I know that feels so counterintuitive, especially for people who are super organized and like they want to get things beautiful and they want to get things out there and they want to get it done. But knowing that the done can come later. Yeah. So briefly, we're at a really cool and unique moment right now. And you listeners are, are in for a true behind the scenes treat because we haven't launched this bad boy yet. <laughs> we have built it. The, um, by the way, it is called the Ready, Set, Coach Launch Pack. It comes with 10 modules, more than 40 plus templates. We have some extra bonus perks. It's, it's I mean, literally everything you could possibly want or need to build a sustainable coaching business. We're super stoked. But all we have right now is the product and a marketing plan. So we're excited to use this platform, this podcast to teach you the lessons learned along the way. That being said, how do we plan high level to market this bad boy in? Well, we have a few things in mind, but we're debuting the, the launch of this product, the launch pack for Black Friday. And I think this is the first time we've said this out loud to anyone besides each other. So we are going to be debuting it at a discounted price to our Black Friday audience, to a select number of customers. We have a special 
a special well, something. Who are we telling first? There's an order. We're oh, 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 yes, yes, yes. See, God, yes, mom, yes, yes. mom, sorry. This, sorry. Is, this is my role. I always go back. There's three different audiences yes. that yes, we, have. we have. Three different audiences. And the first audience that we're letting them know and have early access to shop is our community audience. So again, this is our Even audience. before them, though, what are we doing? I don't know, Lex. What are we doing? Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just want it because I think it's important. We are addressing this with our current cohort and our yes, past yes, 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 yes. We are letting them know about the plan. So they also know that this is going to be something that we're, we're investing in moving forward. So they also don't get conflicting messaging and aren't like, wait, what the heck? I'm, I bought this for X amount and now I'm, I'm selling this for a lot less expensive. Good PR lesson there. Then now continue as you were. Then we're letting our community (laughs) know they will have the first access to to buy, to shop, to purchase, to get this. We have a special something that is attached to this offer that you'll find out more about. So if you were not in the community, this is your reminder to join the community to learn all of the things. And then Lex, who are we communicating this to? Then the public is allowed to to join the party, right? So we told our clients, then we're telling our community, and then we're letting everyone else in on all the goodness. Yeah. And then in the way that we're doing it, we're using our tools that we have at our fingertips. We're utilizing social media. We're utilizing our our podcast as you're experiencing right now. And we're also utilizing our, our newsletter. So you'll be seeing more emails about what's happening coming up. So I think this is also just a good teachable moment too when people are like, oh my God, I'm so nervous to sell. I don't want to bombard people with emails or I don't want to overwhelm people with this message. Remember, it takes at least seven touch points for someone to see what you are selling or to pay attention to what you're selling. So you might be feeling us a little heavier in this selling period. Yeah. And something else that I want to highlight is that the three channels Emily mentioned are organic channels. So Mm -hmm. our plan for our launch Q4 is to do this without any ad spend at all. Evaluate. (laughs) Yeah, which is luck. Well, and and the the point being to evaluate what does and doesn't work organically so that Q1, because ads is always people like run, they think they need to do ads first, ad first, ad first. I can tell you from experience in general. If you start with advertising, not knowing what works organically, you're going to waste a lot of money testing. So Mm -hmm. come Q1, when we have more data around what does and doesn't work, then we're going to turn on the ad button to help us really scale. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing just for people to marinate on a bit more because I think um, I love ads and I love a good ad and I am a sucker for buying a lot of things on some very well-placed Instagram ads, but to know what is working and what doesn't work is a really important lesson before you, you, you throw money at the problem. Sure sure is. So (laughs) let's give them some quick homework before we sign off and you guys, because whether this all works or doesn't work is very much a stay tuned where we're excited to teach you. I mean, it's going to work, period, underline, but we're excited to teach you the behind the scenes lessons along the way. Um, Emily, what is their homework before we leave? Well, their number one homework is to join our community if they're not yet in the community. So again, if you are coaching curious or you are already a coach and you're like, ah, is it for me? 
Most likely, yes. Go through the application process. It's a short 25-second application, and we'd love to to meet you face-to-face in the community. So that's homework number one. Homework number two is to take a look at what you are offering and think about just down the line, like what could be your future strategy? Could, Could what you are offering now be evolved into something like a course? And is when is the right time for you? Yeah. I like it. And reminder that the community is completely free. Joining the community does not mean you need to buy the RSC launch pack, but you guys, we are so freaking pumped to offer this to you. So keep an eye out. If you don't follow us on social media, or if you're not in the community, the community will get first access. Social media will get last action access access so we're super super pumped thank you for being on this journey with us we actually have to hop off and go lead a community event where we have 25 amazing coaches about to network again get in the community so <laughs> next time until next the, time ready set podcast that's the voice we were talking about guys angel like an angel <laughs> good day now If you're enjoying the Ready, Set, Coach podcast, please leave a review wherever you are listening. For more information about Ready, Set, Coach, visit readysetcoachprogram.com.